Hi, and welcome to another episode of What the Future podcast, brought to you by Future Leaders Mentoring. This week, we're talking about mental health. First in a five-part series, we'll be getting to the detail with experts, both lived and taught. In this episode, we set the scene and ask our experts, what is mental health? This week, I'm joined by William Ring and Mandy Harris. Hi, both. Hi, yeah. Great. Great to have you along this week. Thanks very much for your time. Um, Thanks for having us. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so getting into the into the first question then. Um, so, so Mike, tell me a little bit about your background, uh, where you grew up, uh, your values, and and what or who inspires you. Well, thank you, Ian. So, yeah, so it's um, it's well, it's people call me William Rings. People call me Mike Ring. Normally known as Mike because. Um, I think it was a, a push back to the old days of uh, mum, I want to be known as Mike now, not William. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so you, you can guess that I come from a very uh, old fashioned Welsh village, um, mining background, my family, all miners. Um, however, for myself, my career, I grew up and I joined the ambulance service. Yeah. Now, I was one of the very uh, early paramedics and I think the worry of the NHS then years ago was that we didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so it was a great learning curve, a very steep learning curve. However, I think as a paramedic, you, you really do learn at a very early stage that you are dealing with people at the most critical part of their life. Mm. You know, I think um, people don't call for an ambulance just for a chat. It's yeah. uh, something very serious. And at that time, you are going into that person's house and helping them with any issues they have. And this is what I found quite challenging to start with, was that I'm dealing with patients who, when we are dealing with patients with mental health issues, we didn't have any of that training back then. It was, it was, quite, oh, okay. um, it was, it was quite a challenge. Yeah. And... Um, I think what 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 pushed helped me go forward was that I have quite quite good values. You know, I, I am very empathetic. You know, and it's I said I think it's dangerous to be too empathetic because it can make you very vulnerable. Yeah. But I just wanted to do, to be able to help people. And one of the things you can do as a paramedic is show how kind you are. Humor helps a lot in a lot of situations. That if you are having a laugh and a smile, <clears throat> pardon me, you can help people. Um, that is part of my core values of being able to help, wanting to help, encouraging people, you know, and just supporting people. And then when it comes to my inspirations, I would say that my biggest inspiration in my life is my wife. And she is absolutely fantastic because she has changed me from a uh, grumpy old man I would say <laughs> to someone who can really uh, accept himself you know and she's um, she's really pushed me in that change is a natural occurrence in life yeah. where I always thought you know something's changing or that's the, that's the time for the drama yeah. and no change is natural she's always got this positive attitude and Basically, the responsibility for the way I feel is down to myself. Mm. It is really down to myself. And as a result of my wife, she introduced me to the likes of Tony Robbins. Um, you know, Tony Robbins, you know, I'm not sure if you know Tony, mm. the, the very good uh, motivator. And 
one of the things, one of the things he always says was, you know, face your fear and do it anyway. And that, hence why I'm on here today, because I'll be honest with you, so this is something I would never thought I would do. But uh, thank you to, to you, Ian, for bringing myself and Mandy together today to do this. And uh, yeah, so those are my inspirations. And, um, you know, and it's great to meet up with um, Mandy today as well. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Um, um, Mandy, what about what your, your sort of pick up on, those, on that question? Um, I mean, likewise, as with Mike, I um, I too was very nervous about today because this is this is a big deal. Um, but again, thank you um, for for bringing me in. Um, it was really interesting to hear that um, you talk about your wife being your inspiration, um, and really nice to hear that you talk so openly about that as well. I think that that's really kind. Um, a little bit about me, um, I am. I've come from a, a little, a small town in Northamptonshire where I grew up um, in Rawns. And I have, um, I'm married with 11 year old twins um, and two stepchildren who are the most wonderful children. I know everybody says that, but I'm very lucky, very lucky. Um, I am a litigation manager um, at the, um, for the Drax Group and I've been with them since 2012 starting as um, a more like a really junior a really junior person and throughout my career I've been I've been studying the silex um, on and off with having the children as mm. well um, but recently um, lockdown has done funny things <laughs> to, to me um, in that I've decided to um, to set up my own business um, in social media management and give that a go um, and see see how that goes I know it's a complete left turn in my career but it's something it's something that I wanted to try something that I've enjoyed doing um and with a lot of help and support from my mentor and and my friends and family I've I've I took the plunge I've gone for it um so that's where that's where I'm at there at the moment with regards to my values um always be kind is is one of the the top of my list because you never know you never know what somebody is going through you never know how somebody is feeling and you never know that at that point that you might not be as kind as what you could have been um it may it may strike a chord that they you know it, it might it might sit with them a bit longer than it should so I'm always I'm always trying to be kind be positive because I'm a, I'm a great believer that positivity breeds positivity um and it's sometimes when you're not feeling that way you've got to try and I try and turn the mindset around um to feel that way and then my other one is to work hard but play harder <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um I feel I feel that the the real needs to achieve and and really do well in my role or whatever I put my mind to but reward yourself with that downtime as well because that is that is just as important um as your your day-to-day -day work life um in regards to who inspires me i have I, you know I've, I've got some great friends and family that have um inspired me especially over the last couple of years um i've started listening to podcasts on my walks and i never thought that this would ever happen because i i'm the kind of person that would listen to music um, put my favourite playlist on and, and do it, walk a couple miles, go run in. But I've started, I've started listening to podcasts, and 
thoroughly enjoying them I never I, I never thought I, I could relate to them or you know and I guess that's what has inspired me to do today mm. um, is take part in this because I thought I want to be part of that I want I want somebody to to if there's something if there's one sentence or one line that I say in this podcast and it helps somebody or reaches somebody that needs it at that time um, I would you know I, I would take it that's that's I would absolutely love that um, but more importantly, um, it's not more importantly, actually, but I think that I inspire myself because I got too caught up on trying to be, you know, someone else is doing this, someone else's experiences, experience this, they're doing well in this and I want to do that, but I'm, that's not me. Um, you kind of, you can get caught up in that a, a bit, a bit of rat race there. So I suppose I just try and inspire myself to be a better version of myself mm. today than I was yesterday. Yes. And that helps me to keep my focus and keep it real, um, as well as my husband telling me as well. <laughs> 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 he was very grounded. He's so laid back. He will fall off his chair. Um, and, you know, nothing ever phases him. And he just keeps me calm and grounded. So, yeah. <laughs> That's good. And it's wonderful to hear you both speaking um, so nicely about, about your families um, and your upbringing um, and the things you're passionate about. Now, our people listening to the podcast, they won't be able to see your faces, but you can see, you know, when you're talking about these things, the smiles on your faces and your eyes lighting up, um, clearly they'll be able to hear the difference in your voice. Um, but it's it's just lovely to see you you sort of both talking so so well about about your sort of backgrounds and and what inspires you. Um, so uh, you know, thanks thanks for opening up on that because that's that for me is is almost the the sort of the central issue with mental health is being able to open up and, and being able to talk about yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the big challenge, isn't it? Because you know you kind of holding things into yourself. So, you know, I wanted to start with that question to, to kind of really sort of allow you both to open up and, and you did that magnificently. So thank you for that. Um, so just get, getting into that, that sort of the, the mental health question then. So, so Mandy, from, from your point of view, what does, what does mental health mean to you? Honestly, um, up to about two and a half years ago, uh, not a great deal. Um, and that is that is being completely honest about the situation. Um, I was able to be there for people, um, but I was never I was never able to fully relate to, you know, how they were feeling, how they were thinking, how um, putting myself in their situation. Um, I was I was the shoulder to cry on, the ear to listen to, and all of that. And and I did that well, but not as not as well as I would do that right now in in the comparison um I'm not afraid to to talk about the fact that about two and a half years ago I had I experienced quite a, a serious breakdown um and I had so many people at the time that I could have turned to yeah. but I yeah. didn't want to I didn't want to burden them with with anything of my thoughts my feelings and um, I didn't want to be judged, I suppose. Um, and you know, up until up until that point, 
that was the turning point for me when actually I realised that my, my mental health is just as important, if not more important than like your, equally, your physical health, yeah. because people yeah. can people can see when you're sick. They can see when you've got a broken leg, um, <laughs> but yeah. people can't yeah. see when you are um, when when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling really down, when you're feeling like you you don't know where to turn. Yeah. So, I think that. These these last two and a half years have have been have been really difficult, but it has given me the greater strength that I never thought I would ever need. Um, you know, I, I was the kind of person that was happy go lucky every single day, and I I don't have any mental health issues, and I don't this, and you know, and, and you keep spinning all of those plates to a point where you think, actually, I I can't spin those plates anymore. Um, so you know when you're when you get to to a point where you you are so low and and you are really bad and feel like you haven't got anybody to talk to thankfully in in time um i mean my my friends and, and family have been incredible and and some of my work colleagues as well mm. because you don't even discuss it with people at work um yeah. do you feel you have put in, a mask on mandy 110 percent. yeah i had mask on and it was um it was there 24 7 and not even not even my husband knew how I was how how bad I was feeling and so when it got to the point that it did um he and and everyone around me was very shocked because everyone was like no no way not not Mandy or that's not Mandy you know, she's she's there for everyone else. But I did, you know, I did have to accept that there there was there was something wrong and and deal with it if you like. But yeah, that mask is is probably what most people put on. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite yeah. interesting. It's interesting that the statistics show that it takes about up to eighteen months for someone to admit to their closest friend or partner that they have that they are having issues with their mental health and you know what I can I can totally relate to that because you, you just think oh maybe I'm just it's just an off day um and you think oh I'll just brush it under the carpet and carry on but I think that that is that you know it's worrying that it's that it's 18 months because somebody some people might not get to that point of of being able to talk to somebody um or realizing that you know the age old saying that we keep saying that it's you know it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the challenge. I, I, not long ago, I was talking to someone who works in the NHS who was a nurse who had an anxiety problem for four years, and she was even having panic attacks in the car park of the hospital prior to going into work. So I think it's a, it's a it's a huge issue, but we don't talk about it, do we? It's draining. It's, it's, it's mentally and physically draining, and especially for, for that lady to be like that before she's gone in there and done her day's work. She will yeah. she'll must must have felt shattered by it. Oh, most most definitely. And I think I think when it comes to mental health, I think people sort of shy away from it. But men, our mental health is just like our physical health, really. 
However, <laughs> and like you said, Mandy, you know, people can see. So if you went to your doctor today and you said to your doctor, oh, doc, what's my physical health like? You probably say, come here, sit down. Let's listen to your chest. Let's see how heavy you are. See how tall you are. Let's do some blood yeah. tests on you. Lots of blood yeah. tests. Are great. He'll tell you what your physical health is. Then if I said to him, um, doc, what's my uh, mental health like? Is there a happiness blood test? You know, will your doctor tell you a joke? Oh, he hasn't laughed at that joke. You know, it's, um, it is, you know, it is up to you to sort of explain to somebody what your mental health is like. And sometimes the, that explanation, um, because sometimes you could be on, on, a, on a spectrum. So that explanation one day might not be the same as what it is the next. Yes. Um, and the way that you... I suppose the way that you come across, you you then worry that you think, well, it, that's really not how I'm feeling, but that's how I'm feeling today. But that's not the true reflection of me. Or you just you just don't don't freely tell somebody everything, and that's when you get caught up in knots in it. Oh, um, definitely. So. There so, so definitely, other, if I oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, Mandy, there are so many other pressures involved here as well, aren't there? So. Um, you know, be, being a mother, you know, you, you have your children to consider, you have your employer to think about. And, and I guess, you know, being being open and honest about mental health, you, you worry about well, what, what could happen next. So if takes 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 that message on board, you know, so do social services start getting involved? Do I have to worry about that? Will my employer start to think I'm a weak link? And, and, and all those sorts of things. So I guess, Mike, going back to your 18-month example, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that's, you know, those are two points that, that drive why people keep this sort of stuff to themselves as well. But Mandy, you, you'll, you'll know firsthand. Honestly, trying to be that working mum, full-time working mum, young children, twins, um, the pressures of work, the pressures of home, the pressures of, you know, do you, are you... You have a million jobs. <laughs> you're you're a mum. You're a wife. You're a friend. You're a dad. You're a you're a, a worker. You're an employee. You know everything on those. Mm. You just you always wow. feel like I I can never do all of those jobs really well in one day. I can even <laughs> I used to think right I can I'm a I've been a great mum today. But I've been a really rubbish wife, <laughs> and you know and or I've done really well at work today but I've neglected my children today because I've not spoken to them yeah. much so it's it's getting that balance and the constant battle um is 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 immense but the coping mechanisms that I've learned and and trained myself um to use uh, are massively helping um and I couldn't be without those now yeah I think that's important Mandy because I think when it comes to physical health we all know, okay, if you go to the gym, if you eat the right foods, that's all good for your physical health. But what do we do for our mental health? Yeah, this exercise is really good and getting outside, but what else am I doing for my mental health? Is it just physical yeah. health I'm looking after? You know, and simple things such as just going for a walk in nature, reading a book, books, some meditation, mindfulness, and spending time just on your own is good for your your own mental health as well so there's lots of things that we can do but do we do them definitely. no no not as often as that we should <laughs> definitely not and it's frustrating because it's all there
of life and my biggest issue was the mindfulness and not being present in the moment and enjoying what is happening mine you know it's easy to look back and go oh, I could have changed that I could have done that different or looking forward and going right what do I need to do then what where are we going what's the next job where you know all, all of that kind of thing but yeah. definitely the yeah. mindfulness and and being being where we are today even just sitting here enjoying this podcast together recording this is 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 so good so good with nothing else around um and and, and given the it the the attention that it needs is is great for the soul <laughs> it's, it's what you focus on isn't it it is exactly that it's what you are focused on focusing on on that exact moment and it's all it's it can be good for the soul like you said you're listening to podcasts and I, I, I love listening to podcasts because I think they energize you as well. It's like refueling your car. You're refueling your mind, basically, with some good stuff. I wish I, wish I would have <laughs> done this sooner, and it's killing me that I've got all of this on my phone, and I've got now not enough time to listen to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so, Mike, I mean, I can, I can see a lot of what Mandy says is, is sort of really resonates with you. Um, but is there is there anything that maybe you want to add uh, around what, what mental health means to you that you haven't haven't mentioned so far? Yeah, I think when we look at mental health, I think people look at mental health straight away as a negative. Shame. No, yeah, it is. And it's something that we've got to think, look, every one of us, we've all got mental health. Every one of us, it's how we think, we act, we react to social situations, how we cope with stresses. Some days you can cope with, any stress in the world other days you just can't you know but we all have mental health and this is one of the things that people need to realize and it we shouldn't stigmatize saying okay i'm not coping too 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 good today with my mental health what's wrong with saying that you know why why what shame is there in saying i am i'm having a hard day with the mental health today yeah there isn't any harm you know we all have these challenges you know, and if, if one person says they've never had that challenge, you know, push it back <laughs> because <laughs> that is not that is not that they are not being honest with themselves. Yeah. And yeah. It's, I think it's important that we are honest with ourselves that we are having facing challenges. Ask somebody for help. Tell somebody. Yeah. yeah. Just like, having somebody to listen to you. And it's it's interesting, isn't it, when you talk about mental health in in other things. Um, you'd have to refer to it as good or bad at the start of it. But when you yeah. talk about yeah. mental health, it's almost assumed that it's bad because you don't even have to say good or bad at the beginning of mental health. No. It's just an assumption everybody makes. And, and it's, been, yeah. it's been there for such a long time now that, okay, things are slowly changing. And it's, it's, it's nice slow, to though, see. It's slow, isn't it? It's slow, it's <laughs> it, it, it is it is a nail piece but i think now i think this last 18 months what we've gone through i mm. you know we'll be a brave man to say their mental health hasn't been challenged over the last 18 months mm. you know you know everyone's mental health is challenged yeah. and i think it's now's the time to say okay let's all talk about it it's a good opportunity to, to go forward from this place yeah and, and do you do you see that in the workplace, Mike? So obviously you work across, you know, in in businesses and corporates, but also sports, you know, large sports teams as well. Um, yeah. Do, do you, you know what what how would you sort of define the the state of mental health um, in 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 those sorts of places at the moment? 
It's, I think it's been challenging for a lot of places over the last 18 months, but I think it was challenging before then because I think mental health in the workplace, there's, there's quite a lot of factors that sort of affect mental health. You know, there's those unmanageable workloads, those long hours, increasing pressures. You know, there's that lack of control then from management. You know, other management just let me get on with it and, when, and they'll only come out of a go at me when something goes wrong. You know, how your relationships are with your peers within your workplace. You know, do they have any bad relationships? Because it's, it's, we're not all going to get on with each other. Mm. And I think the last few months when we've seen a lot of changes in work, people going back into work and, you know, the work I do, I've been talking to some people think, I've just started a new job. I've never met my, my colleagues. I didn't know how short they were. You know, because we're all sitting in front of the computer screen and there's that. And then I think one of the biggest things within the workplace is not so much inadequate pay or problems, but just that recognition within work. You know, am I recognized I'm doing a good job? You know, I'm self-employed. For the last 24 months, I've been employee of the month. You know, I've, I've worked myself. But I'm going to wear that badge, right? I've got that badge. But I think yeah, there are issues within the workplaces. And um, in last November, the Health and Safety Executive, they published their sort of um, statistics for work-related distress, anxiety, and depression. And it was showing, and I'm going to look at my statistics and make sure I don't get it wrong, that stress, depression, and anxiety accounted for 51% of all work-related ill health cases for 2019, 2020. It's crazy. Yeah, so it is. But perhaps we should look at it in a good way where that people are prepared to go to their GP and when they go on the sick and they are being honest with them because I have a friend who's a doctor and he said that he would try to put people off with ill health, mental ill health, and they say, oh, do me a favor, doc, put down bad back because they didn't want it on their medical record. So hopefully things are, we are seeing things are starting to change. And like you said, Mandy, you're being honest because you can go to your doctor one day and, okay, I've come to see you about my mental ill health, but today I'm feeling okay. It's not that yeah. one instamatic picture. It's a sort of a, a, a long, you know, a long process where you could be down for a good few weeks. Then you all of a sudden go, oh, hang on, I'm not feeling too good now the next couple of weeks. And that's yeah. being honest with them as well. I mean, is there, um, is there maybe a, a, a lack of expertise on that point? Because it's such a nuanced issue. And certainly some of the feedback I've had in the past is, is almost, if you're at a frantic, desperate point, then um, it's really nice and easy to help you because you can see somebody is at that tipping point. Whereas if somebody is in a job, um, they're running a home, and, and very much like you, Mandy, I suppose, um, running a home, running a job, getting on with life, but they just put their hand up and say, you know, I'm really struggling. And, and whether whether uh, current sort of doctors, nurses, etc., might look at that person and say, well, you don't need as much help as this other person here, and they have to make those decisions. So is, it, is that about sort of budget? Or is that about a lack of expertise in the nuance of, of what mental health is? 
I think the, 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 the uh, NHS guys are so much under pressure at the moment. And if we just look at our general practitioners, there's a surgery I work with, and I know that they employ a psychiatric nurse to do four sessions a week within that surgery. Right. Because they understand that she would be the expert where doctors are general in GPs, and they may not have that expertise of that psychiatric nurse who would know exactly what is going on in the community and what support is available for that person. That's amazing that, that, that that's a thing. It is. I think the, the, the thing is, we are now being a bit more proactive. Mm. Well, we were until your last March. <laughs> But, but, but if you think about it, I mean, it's, it's, it should be common sense, I suppose, shouldn't it, that you trust the experts. You know, if, you're a, if you're, a, as you say, Mike, if you're a general practitioner, you know, you, know, you, you have a very wide knowledge, but perhaps not deep in, in, in some areas. Um, so, you know, being able to trust the expert and, and bring in experts on, on particularly important issues, whether it be business or, or, or the NHS, that's, that's pretty critical to getting things solved. Massively so, and, and you know, getting the help and support from the experts is very important. However, we shouldn't always put the onus on the healthcare professional. We should also put the onus on ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. And I did a, a talk a couple of weeks ago for a, a charity out in Nepal, and there was a, a lovely lady who's a psychiatrist from India, and she was talking about she will have sessions with her patients. And if after the sixth session, she hasn't seen any improvement, she will discharge that patient because, like she said, she will give and guide and give resources on how that person can help themselves. But if they're not prepared to help themselves as well, not only are they wasting her time, they're wasting their own time. So I think, you know, it's a a two way street. I think we should both be prepared. I think that's a great point, Mike. Um, Really valid point. So just bring in, bring in the podcast together now then, because uh, we're, we're running out a little bit of time. Um, so, so Mandy, from your point of view, the experience you went through um, as, a, as a leader in your organisation, um, what, what sort of advice would you give other leaders on how to improve um, mental health in the world? I think what I've come to realise um, is, you know, that, like Mike had said, um, mental health affects everyone and anyone. And whether that be um, the advisor on the ground or the managing director at the top, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all the same in that respect. And I think that encouraging them more talking, encouraging, you know, if we go back to the office, because since working from home, you lose those you lose those those visuals on people. You know, as a manager, I can't see my team all the time. I can't, you know, usually you can see if someone's feeling a little bit down and out or, you know, but at the moment we're all hiding behind a camera. Um, but I would love I would love to see the, the mental health awareness training become mandatory for everybody um, to undertake and, and create more capacity for that. And definitely, I'd probably say the mental health first aiders as well encourage encourage that in the workplace because that I've seen that that's that's that has worked um where I'm at and I think that I think that that would that would be great to explore and and spread out further I can see lots of nodding from you is there anything else you'd you'd add as well yeah I think 
I think Mandy said, said it all, you know, having mental health first aid is in the workplace is fantastic. And that's part of my role. You know, I train people in mental health first aid. But I think it's important that when we do train the people, the companies understand that you train mental health first aiders for everyone within the company. So you have a mental health first aider working on the shop floor and you have a mental health first aider working in the senior leadership team because you wouldn't expect somebody working on the shop floor wanting to speak to the mental health first aider who's a HR officer. They may think, oh my God, they're going to judge me and you know, I may lose yep. my job. Yep. And I think that's very important. And another important thing would be getting mental health policies within workplace you know, have it in black and white, your mental health policy. Don't hide it within the sort of well-being policy because it gets all fuddled. Just a clear black and white, this is our mental health policy here, nice and plain, and that's, that, that is it. And when you spoke about the mental health awareness, you know, the mental health first aiders, you know, I, I did some uh, guys from the Royal Air Force who were based out in the United States. Their mental health first aiders, they will uh, run once a month lunch and meet meetings where they will talk about mental health. You just make it awareness. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're just coming in and having a chat and they'll tell you all about, you know, stresses and with stresses and anxiety they get within the forces. It's, it's huge. So it's just normalizing it. And then take that with that, it'll take the stigma away from talking about your mental health absolutely and it becomes that everyday the everyday norm i suppose to yeah, to freely 100%. express how you're feeling and not be not be worried not be ashamed not be you know judged um definitely, Mandy, definitely. thank you both um so you know i'll be really pleased with this first episode of a, of a new series on, on mental health it's such such an important topic um and i guess what i've learn today is is that sort of openness and I guess you know some of the some of the experiences you've gone through Mandy it sounds like you've got a wonderful support network around you um but of course you you had to activate it you had to explain what you were going through before that was even you know it, it before it was used and and similarly that that was the single most hardest point of the point that I got to was activating that yeah. Because it had gotten so bad that, you know, you think I'm at the point of, of no return. But you, you say such an active, uh, such a valid point there about activating that network. Please don't don't let it be too late mm. um, because there, there is always someone, someone there. There's always someone that, you know, I always liken it to someone told me once, you know, it doesn't matter how how much, you know, how much you're going through someone you could be full up. It's like a dinner. You eat all of your dinner and you can be so full up from it, but there's always room for dessert. <laughs> and that room for dessert is to help those other people. And, you know, those helping those other people is you you not taking that on yourself, but it means that that other person doesn't think that, you know, that, got, that, that person has got too much going on to help me at the moment. Yeah. If they think that actually if there's always room for dessert, there's always room for someone to talk to me or for you to talk to them. That's a great, a great question, actually. Um, so um, thank you both. So so for your first podcast, I think you should be super pleased with, with the input you've given. And I know that people listening to this podcast will take something from it and, and take those little golden nuggets you both shared um, with our, our listeners today. So thank you both very much. Um, so thank you, Ian. 
you. Um, Thank you for having us. Ah, that's okay. It's been it's been great. Um, so. Thanks again. If you want to hear more from us, you can subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, or if you want to stay up to date with our other content, please follow us on LinkedIn. And of course, if you want to find a mentor um, at Future Leaders, you can go to the Future Leaders website and click on the Join Us button and we'll be in touch with you after that. So until next time, thank you for listening. And I hope you took some inspiration from Mike and Mandy today. Thank you all. Thank you.